Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan Jesse Go, of course, uh, the world's premier kaiju fan podcast. <laughs> We're talking Mothra. We're talking Godzilla. And you know we're going to get into Gamera. <laughs> oh, we're getting he loves get- children. We're getting into Gamera this week. But I had an idea, Jordan. Hmm. I know that usually on our show... Oh, you want to talk about Mecha King Ghidorah. <laughs> All right. I guess we could change. We could, uh, we could switch it up a little bit. I mean, I, I was going to suggest we talk about Pacific Rim. Mm. But... Sure, it's a more, more current kaiju feature. I have an alternative. I don't like the new stuff. Really? Sorry, I'm a... You prefer the classics? Yeah. I just collect the trading cards. Mm. Here's my idea. It's amazing that we're just getting into this now, considering how we <laughs> yeah. the premise of this is that we've been, yeah, doing, we've this been doing this podcast for doing this for 500 episodes. Yeah. Here's my idea, George. Yeah. We have a stand-up comic here with us. Oh. Uh, we found her down in the parking area mm-hmm. of our building. Yeah. And in there's s- a great little mic down there, by the way. A great little open mic. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Assuming maybe that's why she was hanging I've been looking for a chance to get some stage time in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. I would like this week on Jordan Jesse Go, instead of doing the whole kaiju thing, getting into favorite characters, favorite victims, mm-hmm. favorite powers, uh, favorite figures, favorite, favorite trading cards, um, favorite countries. Sure. Japan is mine. Yeah. Um, I, Classic kaiju target. Yeah. I think that instead of doing that, we should just have a comedian sit in with us and we'll just talk about whatever comes to mind. Hell yeah. You're, you're on board You know this? what? I'm into it. I have no more opinions on Gamera, honestly. Okay. Well, this week's guest- Thank you. This is a load off my ass. <laughs> this week's- God, I'd hate to have you have an overloaded ass. Yeah, boy. It can cause tipping. Mm-hmm. That's unsafe. Uh, this week's guest on Jordan Jesse Go, beloved guest, beloved regular guest on Jordan Jesse Go. Once every four years, <laughs> she comes and visits us. She's uh, the star and creator of the smash hit Amazon television program, One Mississippi. Uh, she is a beloved stand-up comedian. Uh, she has on some Clark's brand boots. Uh, her name, Tig Nataro. Hi, Tig. Hi. Striped socks too. You should actually. Oh, gee when, you, when you mentioned the boots, we got a peek I at normally, the socks, and I liked them. I normally wear argyle socks every day of my life, mm-hmm. and uh, today is Casual Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to eschew yeah. the formality yeah. of argyle socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I have two things to say right off the bat. Yes, yeah. my wife is filming Pacific Rim Two. Right really. Now. Right now. She's she's the director of photography or she's an actress in it? She's an actress. Okay. And um, doesn't have like a leading role or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Pacific <laughs> Rim is, but I just know she's been shooting. Are you and your wife close? We are very close. I don't think she knows what Pacific Rim is. Sure. Um, she's pretty sure she's Charlie Day. Yeah. No, uh, no. He was in the first one. one. Of the okay. stars he was one of the Pacific guys. Rim he was one. In the and I. I can't even believe I'm recognizing the reference. Yeah. That's how much I'm not familiar. Was Idris Elba in it? Uh, yes. He was the, like, general who gave the general speech. I liked it. 
Me too. I got a kick out of Pacific. Yeah, Rim. Tig. I mean, this is this is great. I mean, you might get to. You should watch the first one, so then when you guys are at the the red carpet premiere, you'll know what's going on. Listen, yeah. I'm on a press tour promoting the fact that my wife is filming <laughs> Pacific Rim too. Sure. Forget one Mississippi. Yeah. Thanks for making the Thanks for making the time for us, Tig. We always appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, listen. This is only I think the second time I've made time to be on this show. And this is the other thing. It's like went, the fourth or fifth time. No, you've made I've time been to be on, on Bullseye. For you've been on Jordan Jesse Go several times. You were on Jordan Jesse Go once in a, on a legendary episode where we later learned that you were being disagreeable because you weren't sure what a podcast was <laughs> and you were uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I and well, you know what? This I guess reminds me that I have a terrible memory because yeah. I didn't realize I had already confessed that. <laughs> Because yeah. I was ready to confess it again. <laughs> I was. I think about it all the time about how confused I was when I was on that podcast. We just thought well, you were doing a bit. And we yeah, were let's, playing well, let's along get with into it. Bit. What did when you when you when you were like dri- This is probably we were doing it in Jesse's house at this point. Probably uh, yeah. when you were driving over, what did you think was going to happen? I think I was. Just, I think I thought I was just going to be interviewed. Did right. we know each other at the time? I. I think not, maybe, maybe we had not maybe really, met. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I just thought I was going to a typical interview yeah. that I would go and do. Sure, and people were like, when did you know you were funny? Yeah. And yeah. how do you Who deal with hecklers? And yeah, things like that. And so I was sitting there, and my apologies, uh, my apologies, uh, my apologies for anyone that heard that episode, heard me come back on this show, and mentioned that I didn't know what a podcast was the first time I was on. <laughs> And then my third apology is that I'm back on telling the story again <laughs> with another apology. But yes, yeah, so I don't think you've ever told it on air. I think I just know that because it was relayed to me. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was. I was sitting there in my house, in your house, in and, Mount Washington, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And y'all were talking about going camping or something, and I, I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I had misunderstood something, or I, I really didn't know what was happening. Was Why it? I was at somebody's house and they were recording a story about going camping over the weekend. <laughs> You're like, why? I, yeah, what is this? Like, what am I doing here? And I, I kept thinking we were going to get into something that had to do with stand up. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. Or really, I mean, I think one of the big problems with Jordan Jesse Go, and this is a problem for listeners as well, is that often people are listening and they think, "What is this about? What mm-hmm. am I doing with my time? Why am I supposed <laughs> to care about this?" You know what I mean? And and ultimately, that's why we went to the Kaiju format. Sure, right. Is because we oh, just... Tig, that's another, just, just so not to offer more confusion. A bit we've been doing lately mm. is saying at the top of the show something that the show is not about, and then after a little pitter patter, we say, "You know what? Let's just chat." Yeah, uh, this so. is this is after a very sincere and wholehearted attempt. To try and figure out something that we could say at the beginning of the show that would actually explain what was going to happen. Sure. Okay. Um, And a sort of a general regret that 10 years ago when we started this program, we did not think ahead and think maybe people would like a show that was about something. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Listen, you're clearly on the right track. Yeah. Thanks, Tig. We're going strong. I know what a podcast is now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, after that, you were in you you were in more situations where 
people were talking about camping. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And I realized, oh, you can just have a conversation um, and talk about things like that and people will listen. A small amount, yes. A small amount, but still, they're yeah. there with but, their ears. And, of course, you had that show on REI.com for a while where it was just <laughs> – Camping. I ended up having a podcast. Yeah, I think Professor I ex- Blastoff. Yes, and I, th- which I am on a press tour to promote. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, guys, here's what to check out: <laughs> Pacific Rim Two coming to theaters 2019. <laughs> Professor Blastoff ended 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had people that came on that show, and I think they were experiencing a similar thing that I experienced, mm-hmm. where they weren't quite sure. What the show was. I mean, it was a show with a premise, to its credit. I think you you had to bring in homework to be on that show, right? There was a premise, but it it didn't mean that we brought in people that were used to listening to or talking on a podcast. Right. And so there was some awkward moments. There were a lot of awkward moments. What about camping? Do you like camping? I do love camping, but I haven't gone camping in years. Really? Mm -hmm. What do you love about it? Maybe I wouldn't love it anymore. I dated somebody years ago, and we camped all the time. We would just drive up to to Big Bear, and you know. I mean, but is I the thing? Here's the thing for me about camping mm-hmm. is I feel like it has these specific appeals. Right? One is it's a, essentially a drinking game mm-hmm. or a, a drug using game, uh, sort of like the same way that um, tailgating is. At the like, nobody wants to have a picnic in a parking lot, but the premise of it is let's all drink a lot of beer, mm-hmm. right? It's just a mm-hmm. social excuse to drink a lot of beer. I don't drink, so it's not that's not useful to me. Then there's seeing nature. I, you, know, you know, I mean, uh, you're not a big majesty guy. Uh, no, no, not at all. I, uh, you more like the achievements of man. Yeah. <laughs> you like you like man taking dominion over the earth. You exactly. like evidence that that we're the superior species. Yeah, dominion is exactly the word sure. that I would use. That's great diction, Jordan. I feel like dominion is what I want from nature. I want to know in nature that I'm running the show. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, where can I plow through nature? Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to roll over nature, plow through nature, dig under nature. Sure. Um, all these things are fine with me. I just don't want to be in nature at the whim of nature. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be at nature's mercy. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I do like about uh, camping is fucking. Mm. Um, like, a, like a tent is a great place to have sex. Okay. You know what I mean? Especially if there's not other people uh, near, too nearby. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, like they can be a little bit well, nearby. Well, yeah, it depends <laughs> yeah. if you are sure. camping at like a KOA type yeah. place. Campgrounds where, of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to be worried about uh, whether the family circus are going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a family appropriate activity if... Sure, you don't want <laughs> Jeffy running Jeffy. in when you're... <laughs> When you're Jeff. in an intimate situation, I could take. I also dated a camper for a while. Yeah. And while I was doing it, I think we had a fun time. We had a fun time together camping. And I'm like, you know what? Because we didn't do it as kids. Like we, we, I did not, I did not uh, come from an outdoorsy family. Um, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm a camping guy. And then we broke up. Um, and I was like, oh no, I didn't like that. 
I was trying to be like positive and like a joiner that gets into someone else's. How interests. many camping trips did you go on? We did. We, this was a four or five camp long relationship. Amount. Yeah, it's a good amount of camping. Yeah. What are we looking at? Like a once a month situation? Every six six to eight weeks? Like a? No, I think like once a, a month is really it's probably once a month. It was a, she was a once a month camper. How long has it been since you've camped, Tig? I think since that girl and I broke up. What? Which was mm, probably I think we broke up in 2001. Yeah. Were there any? Were there any? Pacific cam- Rim wasn't even out yet. No. That's yeah. how long ago it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, and I was like, "You're not even in. You know, she yeah. wasn't even right. Going to be wasn't even that, yeah. looking over sides find, for the audition. Yeah, I need to find a woman. Like yeah, you're great. Was, it's going to be in Pacific Rim. Thank this you. Is clearly not you. <laughs> At best, she was looking to audition for that Godzilla movie where the Godzilla looked kind of like an iguana. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Exactly. So what camping activities are you and are you not on board for? Well, I'm all about cooking on the, yeah. the fire. And I'm also that all is about really making good. the fire. I am oh, the person yeah. that can get a roaring flame going. What's the secret? Uh, kindling. <laughs> I mean, you really got to get some good kindling wood. The little tiny thin pieces, get all that going under the... The uh, the bigger pieces and mm-hmm. also um, uh, making kind of a, a teepee of mm-hmm. – I think this is how I do it. That sounds right to me. And there I'm, might be yeah. fire makers that are listening saying this is all wrong. Yeah, there's real, some real flame heads out there yeah. going yeah. like, oh, boy. Check my, out, check out Johnny Los Angeles over here. <laughs> my wife and I. By the went, way, you, you my show Johnny Los Angeles is a companion piece to One Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. It's in the universe. It's in the larger yeah. universe. We we went to uh, a cabin in upstate New York. Uh, well, not a cabin, a farmhouse. You know, something that's not a loft in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> upstate New York. Something rustic. Yeah. yeah. We were in a rustic uh, place with our babies and my mother-in-law. And I got to really show off in front of everyone. And I made the fire every night. And it was when the babies couldn't even really roll over. And we propped them up at a safe distance. And they just were mesmerized. By babies them. love flames. <laughs> Uh, Tig, uh, yeah. that's uh, that's this is a new development since you've been on last. Two mm-hmm. new babies, twins. Two, yep, fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, when people find out that I have twins and they see them, they it is it's truly insane what a lot of people do, which is immediately say, "Oh my gosh, how do you tell them apart?" Mm-hmm. And they look nothing alike. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I look at Max and I'm, this is Max mm-hmm. and this is Finn and there's no, they look nothing alike. You're not even sure that both babies were born of the same mother. It could have been a hospital mix-up. I have no idea what happened. I yeah. just know I became a parent mm-hmm. one day and I left with the, we really thought it was like in movies when they give you your baby and your baby sits in the big room and you go and look through the glass and right we were just ha- but we were handed babies mm-hmm. and we just had to head home with them and yeah. we were both yeah cuz your 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 free parking was about to yeah, run out we truly didn't know that that's what was going to happen yeah we you were- really your familiarity with the world of babies came exclusively through the sitcoms of the 1960s and 70s absolutely 
I mean, re- we did no research. We didn't read anything. We didn't prepare. We didn't, just let nature take its yeah, course. We were just like, yeah, you know, we're not like we're not drug addicts. We're not, you know, we've pretty level-headed, sure. uh, responsible people. Yeah. And I bet we can handle this. And we walked away, each holding a baby. Like, oh my god, we just, was that it? Is that it? We just head out. Do we have to sign something? Yeah. Or I mean, I think we were there overnight to sign them out. Yeah, there yeah. is a the, the there is uh, it is a very very strange time. The time in between when the baby comes out, when the <clears throat> baby emerges, and when you are allowed to go home with the baby, because. You are put – well, you're in the baby delivery room for a while. At least this was what it was like when, when our kids were born. Um, you're in the baby delivery room for a while and whoever has delivered this child is, uh, you know, f- fairly tired at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, having pushed a human being out mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, this stork, this stork has stork been has flown a long flapping yeah, their ass yeah. off. Okay? A lot of flippy flaps. Yeah. And he's like, hey, give me some stork f- food, like yeah. some shrimp or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what storks eat. Shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> Only. Yeah. Well, they're baleen storks eat krill. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so uh, they, 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 there's like, a, that's like a period of a few hours, but they, they like push you out of it and put you in this, you know, like maternity room mm-hmm. that's not the delivery room. But they don't let anyone there sleep or be happy at all. Like it's a constant stream of people coming in and out and telling you to rest. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like any hospital experience. It's so strange. They come in and wake you up, check your vitals every two hours, and it's and they're yeah. like, and be sure to get plenty of rest. Yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah, that's right. You you uh, you were borderline dead for like two months at one point. Yeah, yeah like I don't understand. If if I was running healthcare reform instead of these clowns in Congress, mm-hmm. oh boy, um, I don't want to get you started, but sure, right? I mean these these guys' best idea of how to solve the healthcare problem, Tig, just for your information, is uh, to aim a seltzer bottle square at it. These clowns. But if I were in charge of this process, I, the first thing I would start with is, uh, hey, how about let's let people take a fucking nap? For sure, more naps. Dig, how is the how is the cat adjusting to the babies? Uh, the cat's been really good. We have a cat, Jesse. I mean, uh, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, I'm Jesse. <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to think. <laughs> I was talking to the wrong person. <laughs> um, but we have a cat, and um, we've been we were warned that the cat might use the cribs as litter boxes. Mm, sure, or, it's kind of an aggressive try to aggressive steal shitting. Yeah, try to steal the baby's breath. Mm-hmm. Or even the baby, mm-hmm. um, but she's been really, really good. Uh, it's it's surprising and they, shitting where she should be and yeah, still using the toilet. That's nice. Uh, still using our bed. Yeah, um, but she, which is what you call which is right. you call your bed the toilet. Yeah. We yeah. call everything the toilet. Let's hop into our the house toilet. Is the toilet? <laughs> the car well, is the toilet. Yeah, it's it's like this. It's like ex- Eskimos have fifty words right. yeah. for, snow, for snow. You call everything right. the toilet. You only I've have been sitting on one this podcast. One word toilet. for for home goods. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it's, it really goes in with your like nihilist worldview too. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is all just a toilet. Yeah, and, right. You know, God right. is dead. And, Who cares sure. about anything? Yeah, right. Um, 
But uh, I think we're good parents, yeah. even though we don't care about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've brought babies into mm-hmm. um, living in a toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cat, is, the, our babies are very much walking and chasing the cat around. Yeah. And she never swats at them or bites them or oh, hisses. Nice. Or she just kind of tries to move to not get <laughs> touched or yeah. stepped on. And um, and when they cry, she goes in and checks on them. Oh, oh get out of town. It's true. Get out of town. It's true. Um, our one son, Max, does not like having a bath. Mm-hmm. And he screams when you wash his hair. Mm-hmm. And she'll come in and stand on her hind feet with her paws up on the tub and you mean look the in. To- 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 on the toilet. The swimming toilet. Yeah, the yeah. toilet that we're cleaning the <laughs> We don't have to keep that premise up. <laughs> Be exhausting. I'm open. Yeah. Um, because it is actually our toilet. Sure. That we're <laughs> right. them in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds maybe made up or exaggerated, but it is not. She checks on babies when they cry. Have your feelings about the cat changed since you've had children? I, I feel like that was the main thing people told me was – you know, you may like your dogs now, but once you have mm-hmm. children, they're just going to become a hindrance to you. Oh, no, An no, inconvenience. No. no. Uh, and and the cat is by far my wife's soulmate, and uh, that bond has not stopped at all. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did she have the cat before the two of you were together? No. We were going to get our um, wedding invites done and I dropped her off at the place and was going to go find parking and when I parked I saw an animal adoption going on like a fair like a street fair situation with the with the wall of cages it, it was a wall of cages and one uh, Ferris wheel so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cotton candy machine yeah. in each a cotton seat. candy machine which also had animals mm-hmm. in it and it's is cute. also a toilet yeah um, but uh, so I parked and then I saw this cat and then when we were leaving I said by the way I parked by what I think is our new cat. Ah. And she went and looked at it and and then we drove. But that's really sweet that it's also kind of tied to you guys getting married. Like it had something – it was, you know, a stop on it the wedding planning. It, yeah. It felt like a big, big deal yeah. that we were adopting an animal together. And it felt like – even though we already lived together, mm-hmm. it felt like, OK, yeah. we are in this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And we hadn't even bought a house together yet. But just – we're living together and we have a cat and there's no turning back now. Sure. Yeah. My my wife and I had been together for 12 years, 10 or 12 years before we got a dog. Wow. And when well, you we got you got to ease into the dog. When you we got to ease into the dog. When we got a dog it seemed like the biggest fucking deal in the yeah. world to me. I was like, there's no way I'm letting some fucking dog tie me down. Mm-hmm. Like, no way. <laughs> Daddy's got to fly. I'm a free spirit, baby. Yeah. I got I to gotta go hither and yawn. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, then once we got a dog, I was like, oh, yes, I've always been the, a person who stays at home with his dog. What am I? What was I thinking that I wanted to be free? I don't want to be free. I don't want to be. I had never wanted to get married. I would wanted kids, but I never wanted to be married. And then when I met Stephanie, I was like, oh, all I want is to be married to this person. And um, I 
really have settled into marriage and kids and um, neighborhood walks. And Stephanie laughs at me left and right because I don't like talking to strangers typically. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, try to stop me while we're on a stroll. <laughs> if somebody has a puppy or a baby, sure. and I'll stop and I'll chit-chat. And somebody's just like, who are yeah. you? And I'm just like, this, funny enough, is the real me. This, this is, is who you have always been, but, but you there was a veneer you were putting well, up. Well, here's the thing. A lot of times talking to strangers, it's inauthentic interactions. Okay. And I'm not great at that. And so I'm very stiff, and I, if I'm, uh, as though you were on a podcast, yeah, but you shouldn't though, know yeah, what yeah. a podcast yeah. was. Yeah, I can't play along if I am not feeling it or whatever. Right. I'm feeling it one million percent when people have children or animals. Right, and my heart opens <laughs> up when I see them headed towards us. Yeah, and that that's what is, we call the Grinch effect. Yeah, and it's very much an authentic interaction for me. Huh. And I am the most open, chatty. I've like said, "Hey, we should exchange numbers." Sure. And Stephanie, let's like, do a project together. I really can't believe who you are. Have you ever produced a comedy album? Yeah. Or, uh, who are some strangers that you've met now that you're now that you're just saying hello to strangers? Anybody? Anybody interesting? Has there been anybody you've actually kept in touch with? Well, there's people. We walk the babies twice a day, yeah. and so you got to tire them out so that you can dominate them. Sure. Yes, correct. Like nature, Milan. Ooh. Yeah, but there are people on our walk that we see regularly. Yeah, other neighborhood walkers. Exactly, and there's this older woman, Rachel, that has coffee at the coffee shop right near our house, and she knows Max and Finn's names, and she's like, oh, his hair is. A little more blonde than last week, I think. And, you know, that kind of interaction. Whereas normally I'd be like, all right, lady, keep it moving, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'd buzz on by. But now I'm like, yeah, I think it is. It it is kind of turning a little more blonde. And I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Let's go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I uh, have the same instinct. Mm -hmm. I also love a neighborhood walk. There's nothing I love more than a neighborhood walk. I. I it is it is the greatest joy of my life. Mm-hmm. I think because I I grew up going on neighborhood walks uh-huh. to es- escape my broken home. Oh, um, but like I I love to go on a neighborhood walk, and for God's sake, do I love I I couldn't love talking to a child under seven mm-hmm. or petting a dog. Sorry, eight year olds. More than, <laughs> yeah, more more in get cuter assholes. There's nothing. There's I'm sorry, like I called you assholes. No greater pleasure in my life than doing those two things. However, in the past few years, I have simultaneously uh, grown a giant beard mm-hmm. and become uh, significantly bald. Okay, and I was already. Six foot three inches tall and 210 pounds. You've just described my wife. <laughs> um, and so I would say 50% of the time, if I smile at someone, compliment their pet, uh, say hello to their child, they react as though I have said, Would you like me to kidnap you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a major and issue you have in no my life. plans to kidnap. I. 
You you can be honest. This is a I understand safe kidnapping. Space. Yeah, I understand hoarding animals. Mm-hmm. I have not kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wouldn't say that I haven't had kidnapping ideation, mm-hmm. uh, but I have not kidnapped. There's a dog in my neighborhood that I ta- that I call Tall Coco uh, because he looks like my dog Coco if my dog Coco were taller. My dog Coco is some kind of weird mix of dogs, and it's very rare to see a dog that looks like my dog. So it's thrilling mm-hmm. to me to see this dog. Absolutely thrilling. And this nice this nice couple owns this dog, about my age, have a beautiful child sometimes. that they Sometimes they're jogging. Sometimes they're walking the dog. Sometimes they're pushing the, the little baby in a pram, mm-hmm. which is what I call it because I'm a British nanny. Sure. Um, and... I have probably three times tried to talk to them uh, and each time have been firmly rebuffed. But I'm so drawn to this dog that I can't bring myself to let it pass without trying to be their friend and like pet the dog. Like I'll be like, I got to show you a picture of my dog. They're like, it look, look, it looks like your dog. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, wait, but who? Yeah, I, get away from me, Quit creep man. To kidnap us. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is a major problem in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I'm truly the same person handing out my phone number. Uh, even like our next door neighbors came by, brought us presents, and gave us all their contact information, and I was like. So nice to meet you. you. Guys should come over for dinner. We should all hang out and again close the door. And Stephanie was like, "Wow, now is she? <laughs> wow, is she a? Is she just surprised because this is such a switch in you, or is she a person who is like, I don't like to engage oh, with no, no, no. randos? No, it's because of the switch in me. Yeah, because I, I've always it, through my whole life, my career, everything, I've been trying to slowly move forward in." having a family. I mm-hmm. always thought I'd have a rotating um, partner. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would find somebody I'd want to spend my life with. But Wouldn't you say a rotating partner, like yes. a whirling dervish or? Yeah, lazy Susan of love. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so, yeah. but Just for a while, I was dating one of those um, um, water-powered mills. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the water wheel out. I don't know. It, she's great. She's great, but, you know, she wasn't meant to be. Right. I mean, not since the rural electrification project. Yeah, that was tough on her. That was tough on her. That was tough on her. Roosevelt's (laughs) program to bring electrical wires to farms. But, you know, I think think she's doing good. I mean, we're... We're friends on Facebook. It seems like she's doing great. A lot of cool, cool projects. And I, oh, good. Yeah. I recognize Tig's look of confusion and wonder sure. from the first time she was a guest on this show. I, know. I was like, well, maybe I've never been on a podcast. Yeah. Sorry, you haven't. This is the first one, yeah. actually. The yeah. other times were just warm-ups. So you imagined for yourself that you would just uh, – that you would be a, some sort of serial monogamist, but uh, you would mm-hmm. obtain children through some – It was going to be my own thing yeah. if if – if they were scared of the life I was having with a child in comedy world, then eh, that's fine. Sure. But if that interests them, let's be together. Right. Uh, and then the curveball happened where I met Stephanie and then wanted to get married. Have uh, uh, We had kids. How how soon into it – this is a little bit personal, but how, how soon into it did that, oh, I'm a marriage person now feeling take hold? Like – 
Do you remember when it happened? Uh, I wanted to marry her before we were committed. Okay. I, I was just like, this person is for me. And we had gone out to eat. I think it was a month into dating. Mm-hmm. I thought about how I rarely allowed myself to be vulnerable with somebody the way people would be vulnerable with me. And sometimes I guess I didn't quite feel what they were feeling. And um, and I just told myself, you should just tell her how you feel. Mm-hmm. And we were out to eat and I said, this is going to sound completely insane. But if I get fries, will you have some? <laughs> I just want a f- some. I don't want a whole thing of them. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, want an I, entree that doesn't come with fries. Yeah. I told her that I um, I wanted to marry her, mm-hmm. and sh- I was expecting a very understandable response <laughs> of "You need to relax." Sure, you know we're a month in, but she just was like, "Yeah, that's how I feel." And I was like, what? "That's how you feel?" I mean, we were just we've been on the same track since you know. We committed to each other. So it's been nice. And I don't want to bore our, your listeners with my um, <laughs> my joy. <laughs> People are listening. Hey, out there, like, are you? Yeah. Do you have the perfect life that you've always dreamed of? No, huh? Weird. I, I also know that my life, being married with kids and strolling in a neighborhood maybe sounds like a living hell. Um, mm-hmm. So I understand that. How do you yeah. do? You, do you like a neighborhood stroll, Jordan? Oh yeah, really? Ooh, I do. Oh yeah, I do. I really do. Take bug out there on a leash. <laughs> and well, here's the here's a cat related thing about a neighborhood stroll that I really like. This happened to me last night, so this is fresh. Okay. And I mean, I know, take. I know you were a little bit self conscious about coming off like, hey, you know, I'm I'm so happy right now. I've got this thing, and and I and I I feel bad because I'm about to one up you. Okay. With. A little slice from my perfect life. All right. Um, so, you know, if you're in the audience and you're turned off by my joy. My life is not perfect, sir. Sure. I'm sorry. Okay. But, well, let's just be clear. Well, you might, after this story, my you might. My life is great. <laughs> sure. It is not perfect. Eight out of ten? Nine out of ten. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go on. I mean, That's you, almost all. You have your own streaming show on Amazon Prime. That's correct. I do. A wife who's doing everything in her power to defend the world against the kaiju. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the monsters. Correct. Those are the monsters oh, okay. in Pacific Rim. It's like a monster. We don't baby. know that that's what her part is. She might be on the kaiju's team. Well, I should. I she I, might be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> she might ride. She might right now. She might be doing the mocap work necessary to ride a kaiju in the mm-hmm. movie. One up me. So, last night, mm-hmm. I'm taking a stroll mm-hmm. around the hood. This is true. This is true. This is all true. This has actually happened last night. This okay. is not like, you know, yeah. it's not like you when you, when you stand up, say, yeah. like, on the way over here, yeah. I, I had an do, Uber I driver. I do not do that. Don't You shouldn't. Yeah. I do not do Good that. Good for you. You know what I do? Hmm. I just say, I was in an Uber once. <laughs> I don't sure. say, I On the way over, over here. Yeah, I don't ever do that. You know, no why, you know why I don't do that in my act? Because hmm. of the fucking PC police. Yeah. Don't get me started. Oh, jeez. Mm. Don't get me started. Really... Sorry, Jordan. Yeah. One up me. Take a joke. Yeah, maybe. Come on, guys. So I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, last night, strolling around the neighborhood, and I got not once- Twice on the same stroll, 
an outdoor cat came up and said hi. Oh, wow. Two! To the point of petting? Yes! Oh, wow. (laughs) Vigorous petting. Oh, yeah. Heavy petting. 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 No, well, I reserve that for human women. (laughs) Got it. Got it. That's that's camping trips only. Sure, yeah. I I, I save that for the tent, baby. That is a nice moment. It is nice. Neighborhood cat. Comes up and... Kind of... Gets up from their the lawn they're lounging in, mm-hmm. or runs down the sidewalk, and you're yeah. like, "Me? <laughs> you? Well, I guess I could yeah. bet you. Yeah. I'm very busy, but yeah. I can make time in my day. Yeah. So it was a fat gray one who was very nice, oh, and then a pretty nice. orange one. Oh. And they each came up, and I petted, and then I walked a little bit, and then it happened again. It was well, just, the other just great. Ran you. into traffic, and that was the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten, baby. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm living a nine out of ten. I haven't had any cats come up to me in the neighborhood. Yeah. A lot of dog walking. Sure. And, and the babies point at the dogs. Mm-hmm. Do you two pet strange dogs? Oh, yeah. Like how strange? You gotta, sure. I'm t- well, I'm not talking about... <laughs> I'm not wings? asking, like, for Bat example, wings? do you, do you pet those? <laughs> yeah, I would pet a dog Mexican hairless dogs, maybe. Um, I've petted one of those Mexican hair- hairless dogs. But I kind of liked it. But so you, you, I think you are you hit on something. It is... It would be concerning if a dog had a top hat. That would be too strange, I think. It'd be uh, Where'd get it? 10 out of 10, though. That would be 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Is that the missing piece for it you? Is. Yeah. <laughs> is that not. what you talk about with your therapist every week? Like, Doc, I'm doing a lot better. In fact, I'm doing pretty damn good. But there's go every one thing I'm missing. One thing I'm missing. A dog and a top <laughs> hat. Yeah. To just run on down the road to mm-hmm. me. And then I'm 10 out of 10. My wife had to remind, has to remind me periodically that you have to check in with the person who's in charge of the dog. Can't just before, grab that dog. Before you start touching their dog. Well, I did the thing where you, I put my hand – well, you know, I'm, people will kind of stop with their dog. Sure. And then I'll put my hand out for them to sniff my hand. Yeah. And then yeah, you just don't want to grab their little face. Yeah, no, I'm not an infant. I don't just like <laughs> yank a tail and grab sure. a face. I've described this phenomenon before, but mm-hmm. if I'm traveling, mm-hmm. uh, say we we recently went to London, England, mm-hmm. to perform uh, joke shows, uh, with each passing day. I become more and more obsessed with other people's dogs and children walking down the street to the point where, like, after about a week or 10 days of being away from home, just like seeing a mother holding a child, I have to, like, hold back tears yeah. walking down the street because I'm like, oh, children. Yeah. I love children. I know. And I don't even like children. Airports are brutal. Just oh, seeing yeah. um Little kids mm. and people holding their babies. Uh, I just, when I'm not with my children, yeah. I, I immediately want them in my arms. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and just any dog that walks by, I will get in – like if I'm walking down the street in London, England 10 days ago, I am the ugly American. I am bothering people Grabbing so Grabbing dogs. British people don't want to talk to me about their dog. Yeah. They just want to go have their little sandwiches and everything. You know what their I mean? Little British sandwiches. <laughs> you know, those little Boy. cucumbers and mayonnaise or whatever it is that's in there. Maybe pickles uh, and cheese. Yeah, just that a, one's pretty good. A classic something with a gentleman's relish. Mm-hmm. I'm vegan. 
Oh, oh you can't have gentleman's relish no. that has that has anchovies in it. I can only have lesbian relish. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> What's in that? I don't know. A romantic commitment. It just sounds like something sure. that I could definitely, yeah. you know. Yeah. Pull that jar off have the shelf. On a, have on a bagel. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back in just a second with an update on what exactly lesbian relish is on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Hey, we've got some sponsors on this week's program, Jordan. For one thing, our friends at the Casper Mattress Corporation of America. Now, Caspers uh, are mattresses. That's that, true. That come to your house. Point granted, Jordan. And they also come to the house through the mail, right? Yeah, absolutely. In a special box, a magical process squishes an entire mattress into a delivery-sized box. Not a giant mattress-sized box, but a smaller box that fits right through your front door. And it apparently features supportive memory foam for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right balance. Bounce, Bounce, baby! Oh, is that their new slogan that we wrote for them just now? Bounce, Casper mattresses. Bounce, baby! Bounce, baby! Hey, if you want to try this mattress, there's a risk-free trial and return policy. You try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days. No more, no less! With free delivery to the U.S. and Canada and painless returns, they're made in America. Less is acceptable, I want to be clear. Yeah, doesn't have to be. Doesn't yeah. have to be exactly a hundred. You can do more than a hundred as long as you're keeping the mattress. Sure, sure. Uh, Stuffing it back in the box. Dan, you're not. On, you're not on this episode. You're on next week's, you're on next episode. week's episode. Oh boy, Jordan, Jesse, go listeners can get fifty dollars toward any mattress by visiting Casper.com/slash/JJGo and use the promo code JJGo at tech checkout. Terms and conditions apply. And, of course, we're sponsored this week by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Now, are you a small business owner, Jordan? Of course you are. You've got your own comedy writing consultancy firm. (laughs) That's true. I do now. And now that I've got this business that I didn't have four seconds ago, (laughs) I guess I'll need some employees. Maybe we should use me as an example. I have 12 employees. Well, or we could (laughs) assign me a fake business that I don't have for the purpose of promoting ZipRecruiter, a place where you can post your job to over 100 job boards with just one click. You're going to need a, what do they call that, a writer's assistant? Sure, I probably, yeah, sure. You're going you're gonna to pop some pain pills, mm-hmm. lie down on your back in the conference room. <laughs> just dictate, <laughs> dictate, just dictate my, my stories. Well, project it on the wall, David Milch style. Yeah, and Zip, okay, here, so here's what you do. I'm going to need that writer's assistant right. to, to, to type my musings while I... Gonk out on paid pills. And you want to find a good one, so you're going to want to go to, like, triple digits job sites. You're going to want to put this thing everywhere. Just blast it out like a crazy out-of-control hose. Exactly. But instead of spraying your job all over the internet, why don't you just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo, and you can post it to over 100 boards. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That's less than 24 hours, Jordan. Yeah. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash what? JJGo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Next week's guest, Dan Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tignotaro, lesbian relish. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Sexuality aside, I'm relishing this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait, are you opposed to lesbianism? Is that what you're suggesting? I just didn't want it to be an issue. Oh, okay. I just see all people as the same. Oh, I got it. I, I, I agree with you, Jordan, because at the end of the day, I'm all about unity. Mm. Yes. Let's lock arms to prove that racism doesn't exist. <laughs> I think is how it works. I haven't watched a lot of football, but that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, uh, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. We've got a couple of momentous occasions on the line here. Why don't we take a listen to one? Yeah, let's listen. Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Tim Busless from Pittsburgh with a momentous occasion of shame. Wait, can um, you so pause? Can you pause? What? Did he say his name was Timpus Fuzz? I, th- I heard Timbuk too. What did you hear? I wasn't listening. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Go back to go back to the beginning of this call. I feel like, on the one hand, some people are, you know you could be nervous calling in. You might be worried that Jordan and Jesse, your your heroes, are going to bust your chops. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that's going to be a concern. Chop yeah. chop busting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's the last thing I want to do. I just want to get to the bottom of what this character's name is. Tempest Fugit? <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Tempest Fuzz from Pittsburgh with a momentous occasion of shame. Tem- Tempest Sauce. Um, so, we'll pause it here. What, what are you? Tempest Sauce. <laughs> Tempest? Tempest Sauce? Tempest like the sauce. Shakespeare play? Tempest Sauce. If you the, play it back, you'll hear yeah, it's Tempest clearly. Sauce. Okay, it's go, the sauce go. that occurs after a, of, after a great storm. After Let's a hear it one more time. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Tempest Slice from Pittsburgh with a momentous case. Mm, pause it there. Slice. Tempest Slice. Tempest Fudge is what I heard. Tempest Fudge. This isn't my show, but I'm going to go ahead and say, could you play that again? <laughs> yeah, you have to listen to Tig. Now. Do it. Um, so Friday was... God damn it. Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Tempest Slice from Pittsburgh with a momentous Tempest Slice. Here's what I heard. I'll oh. say I, I just want to weigh in. Yeah. I think it's Tempest Flux, uh-huh. which sounds like the like MacGuffin in a superhero movie. Yeah. Like we have to acquire the Tempest Flux. Yeah. I liked Tempest Sauce because it <laughs> sounded like something you would buy from your favorite vendor, Zatarans. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'm going to say Tempest Flux mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Because at the bare minimum, he has psychic powers. Oh, yeah. Like psychokinetic powers. Sure. Like he can shake things and Sure. Right? He can't. Yeah. He'll be turned into a human battery at some point. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun. Let's take a lesson. Um, so Friday was my boyfriend's birthday. We went to a nice steak place to celebrate. And after a meal, he went to the bathroom. And two to three to four minutes passed. And I say, hmm, I wonder if he's okay in there. So I get into the bathroom, and I notice there's someone in the stall. No one else is there. And I kind of, you know, get up close to it. And I'm like, are you okay in there, babe? And nothing happens. And I say, eh, whatever. He's an adult. He's fine. And I get him back, and I go to my booth, and who is waiting for me but my boyfriend? Oh, no, I have just asked from a stranger if he's okay in there, babe. <laughs> I guess it could have gone worse. He could have been like, what the fuck you say? Or, <laughs> or any number of weird sex things. I love the show, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you would have had sex with him. Sure. And you, it would have to, you'd have to make arrangements for that. 
I mean, I don't know what your relationship is like, but with my wife, we have I a, described a lot of it. Yeah, we, she's pretty we, sincere. Were you not paying attention, Jesse? My wife I'm and happy. I have out of ten. My wife and I have an understanding that if I go to a bathroom, mm-hmm. knock on the stall, and say, "Are you okay in there, babe?" and then I end up having sex with that person, that's a okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what we call a stall pass. <laughs> of course, you know, there's the hall pass. Yeah, famous. Yeah, thing that happens for real. Yeah, that definitely is a real thing that definitely happened. I like that. I think he was saying them as separate thoughts, uh-huh. but I I like how he's like, oh, or the guy could have gone, huh, 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 or some other weird sex thing. I like to this guy, <laughs> someone going, huh, 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 is erotic. Yeah. I mean, it's not not erotic. Yeah, it's, it could be autoerotic. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's me. Now, <laughs> a sex guy. Can I tell you a non-sex bathroom story? Please. Yeah, of course. I insist. Ste- and this is Stephanie, my wife's story. Mm-hmm. But she went into a bathroom once. This is really so great. Um, <laughs> bathroom, of course. Home of the toilet. <laughs> home of the toilet. There is a woman in the stall. Stephanie's waiting outside, mm-hmm. and then there's another woman in the bathroom. Uh, waiting next to Stephanie and the woman in the stall is clearly elderly hmm. and is like Gertrude you know Gertrude are you there and um, and she's and the woman Gertrude or whoever says yes I'm standing here with a strange woman <laughs> now from her olden days right. strange woman just means a stranger mm-hmm. right um but then Girdle left, and Stephanie was standing there, and then woman in the stall was struggling with some business sure. on the toilet, mm-hmm. and then she um, called for Girdle, and then Stephanie said, uh, oh, she left. <laughs> and then the woman in the stall did not respond to Stephanie, and Stephanie said, do you need help? And the woman did not respond. Yeah. Don't because, talk to strangers. Well, I think she was on the ba- on the toilet trying to figure out. Wait, did she mean like a strange woman yeah. standing here, <laughs> or is it a stranger? Right. Is like, this a is this, this a normal person? A I don't know. <laughs> like that dog we're yeah, all careful yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. And so Stephanie <laughs> kept trying to help her, or you know, coax her into responding, and the woman. Would not respond. So it's Stephanie. a it's a very difficult context in which to establish normalcy. Yeah. yeah, yes. There's not really like you can't just say I'm not a weirdo. I'm just here to poop to offer bathroom assistance. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was in a stall once next to a woman who oh god she had a small child. A son mm-hmm. that was not old. She enough. gave birth to him in the stall. I don't know where this guy was born. Okay, right. but um, <laughs> at the time, could have been a water birth. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. She was pooping mm-hmm. in the stall next to me, and that her son was clearly not old enough to be outside of the stall on his own. Right. So she had him trapped in the stall with her while she was pooping, and then he was saying. Oh, mommy, it stinks. And she was like, shh, shh, be quiet. He was like, no, I want to get out. Oh, my God. And this poor woman was just trapped on the toilet with her, like, three-year-old. It is – there's no 
you'll learn this within a year, mm-hmm. Tig. You'll learn about this situation. There is no more vulnerable place to be in the world than sitting on a toilet while a child is free in your toilet space <laughs> because that child is a full wild card. Yeah. That child could do anything at any yeah. time. My children frequently think it would be great to throw wide the door, for yeah. example. That's like the top thing that happens. Right. Or to say a weird and specific thing. It is terrifying because <laughs> there you are there, when your pants are down. Yeah. And you're sitting on the toilet, there's no response you can have. You can only do a kind of half rock forward. That's the furthest you can go to manage the situation. Yeah. So if you're like in a, like a gas station bathroom, uh-huh. like a single stall bathroom where you can't, where the door is just too far away for you to manage it, <laughs> all you have to, you can only use your wits. Yeah. You have no physical power over your child you can only trick them into not opening the door and pointing at you oh my god seems like maybe something that i could do for for you know preparation for parenthood just practice fast pooping yeah so you're just out of that situation quick you should have just you should have been doing that your whole life yeah yeah i blew it yeah you really did no no kids for me i I just wish that that woman had just said yes mommy's pooping you have to wait yeah it would be. It smells. That's what poop yeah, smells yeah, like. Poop yeah. smells. Yeah. When you poop, it smells. Yeah. I've bad. cleaned up. I've smelled yeah. your poop. Yeah. I was driving my son Oscar to school uh-huh. uh, the other day. My son Oscar is uh, three and a half years old. And look, I think a lot of people might have inflated ideas about how I go. I, I'm just a regular guy. Put, mm-hmm. put my pants on one leg at a time. I I know that a lot of people out there look up to me or admire me, but I I just want them to know I'm just a regular Joe just like them, and I farted in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a little bit of a smelly fart. Mm -hmm. Not an extraordinarily smelly fart, but a little bit of a smelly fart. And Oscar was in the back seat, and... uh, he smelt it, but he, he did not understand who had sure. dealt it. He yeah. was uh, unable to infer mm-hmm. who had dealt it. And he, Is he, said, he, he, he suspected it might have been him. Were well, there others in the car? That's the thing. He doesn't yet understand that farts smell bad mm-hmm. and that they – What are you co- teaching this kid? What's always he, come he out learning of, at this fancy he's school? He's been around for three and a half years. They always come out of someone's butt. So that's like two yeah. levels of sort of inference and deduction that he's incapable of. Do they of. cover that in Everyone Poops? Yeah. He says, he says, oh, Dad, I think somebody pooped in here. <laughs> and really I cute. said, and I said, Oscar, I, I just, I just tooted, which is what we call farts. Was oh, a I toot. understand. I follow. Yeah. I'm I said, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar, sweetie. But sure. Yeah. Oscar, sweetie. I tooted, Wait, you know. Everybody, you whated? everybody, everybody toots. Uh, you guys don't say fart. A toot is that considered a to bad ex- word? To explain to you, Tig, mm-hmm. a toot is a, it's like a digital audio program okay. that's distributed via RSS feed. So okay. subscribers get it every week. Uh-huh. Uh, so we could we could record it anywhere. You don't have to record it in a radio studio. So <laughs> I toot. I, mm-hmm. I said, Oscar, I to- I tooted. You know, I 
I don't know what to tell you. Everybody, everybody toots sometimes. You, you toot sometimes too. And he said, no, it smells like poop. I think somebody pooped in here. <laughs> he wasn't buying yeah. your story. Was like, no, you sh- <laughs> dad, you shit your pants. <laughs> don't try and play grown up with me. <laughs> I think somebody pooped Oscar's in here. Oscar's a great name. <laughs> He's a great kid. He's a fun guy. Do you not? Do you guys not say fart? Is that a? Is that considered a bad word? Like if they went to school and said fart, would they get a? Jordan wants to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, all families. And I need the bottom. All, fam- <laughs> all families have. Uh, all families have a Toots. word for <laughs> farts. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. I got into when it, when I was doing the turnaround. I got into an extensive conversation mm. with uh, America's sweetheart Katie Couric about this subject. What does she call farts in her family? <sighs> what did uh, what did she call farts? Nick, you were the producer of this show. What? I think it was bunts. bunts. I believe it was bunts. That is correct. Good work, Nick. Well, that ruins a whole kind of cake for the our family. Neighborhood, our neighborhood. But a our famously, neighbor, when our when I was little, our neighbor's child called them helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Well, <laughs> um, our our friend Come out with your hands up. Our friend David Shumka, Dave Shumka of the hit podcast "Stop Podcasting Yourself," one of my favorite podcasts. He famously didn't have uh, – uh, he wasn't allowed to say the word fart in mm-hmm. his house. <clears throat> uh, in his house, they were called dirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you wanted to say fart, you would say – he said like you wanted – like if somebody had said fart, you wanted to accuse them. You say, oh, he said F word for dirts. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think we we did pass gas, I think. Mm-hmm. Pass gas clinical. is grosser to me. Oh, sure. Same. I, I think fart is the way to go. I think, no, um, to me, don't say anything but fart. But what about toot? You don't like toot? I don't like toot. Toot, toot. Yeah. I don't like know. a tugboat. It's, there's something sinister about it. Stephanie yeah. wants our kids to say floof. Floof. <laughs> yeah, she's right. <laughs> Go with that. You don't like floof. It. I do like floof. You do? I think floof is great. You picked the right lady. Well, our um, our cat's name is Fluff, and uh-huh. so sometimes we've accidentally been calling her floof. Yeah, that could cause some confusion later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she didn't even smell. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, how does your cat smell? Delightful. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, let's take another Sounds call. Like a threat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fart out our cat. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Nathan in Louisville with a momentous occasion. Uh, the upstairs neighbor in my duplex has been dating this guy who's a real turd. They fight all night, and then when she goes to work, he just stomps around up there singing Creed and Nickelback songs a cappella for six hours. And my hatred for this man burns with the fire of a thousand suns. And Friday, he got some mail delivered to my mailbox by accident, and out of curiosity, I Googled his name and found out that he is, in fact, a very bad dude on the run from the law. So I snitched on him. And yesterday morning, a van pulled up and just snatched his ass up like something out of a Tom Clancy movie, and now my house is quiet again. So that's my momentous occasion. Get him, get him, get him. And addendum to this story, he apparently did not use his one phone call to let her know what happened to him. So now I have to keep this secret for the rest of my life. All right, that's it. Wow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's huge. Um, what do you think it was? The lead singer of either Creed or Nickelback? Yeah. Which one Are is they not the, the same? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just one guy who yeah. goes like this. Right, yeah, from 1994 to 1999, it was just one guy. <laughs> Sang in all bands. Some, sometimes you would add a guy who rapped, but it was just that one guy and occasionally the other guy who rapped. It was, the guy's name was Eddie Vedder, too. Mm-hmm. It was sort of yeah. the Gallagher, too, to Eddie Vedder's Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, when I feel like what I need to know is what kind of bad dude the dude was, because if the dude was, if it was, and dis- was he, a, was he so bad? Was he a bad enough dude to save the president? <laughs> right. From an old video game. It's from a Nintendo game. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even ask or worry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't sweat it. It was game when you started. Yeah. The general asked you, are you a bad enough dude to save the president? I anyway. think I, I think that it has to be a real, a pretty significant amount pretty of bad badness. Yeah. Like it can't just be a, a van. A van. It can't just be bad checks or something. You know what I mean? No. Because when I think of van, you know... I mean, you could send a cruiser for the guy. Right. But it's like, this guy is so bad that we need the extra restraints that are probably in this van. I guess or I'm thinking Or they just of... let him, you know, bounce all around without sure. a seatbelt because yeah. he's so bad. They yeah. just want to, like, We're just going to go to a bunch of sudden stops. Yeah. My like, immediate... Speed bumps. Take some turns real fast. Yeah. My immediate thought was, what if he was a supervillain? No, oh, sure. Not necessarily a supervillain... With powers, so much as like a Batman, like super strong, reg- smart, regular guy. Yeah, super villain. That's sure. why he would need the special. Right, he's just the like van. Dangerous, he's maybe just, yeah, he's power. He's he's, a, yeah, he's like a you know, he's like a cast off from a government uh, super soldier. Program. Yes, that is exactly what I'm thinking. Sure. He ended up becoming a, a notorious bank robber. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I guess his his only. You know, his only hope now is to get recruited as some por- sort of suicide squad. <laughs> right. And then you can yeah. pay your debt to society that way. But and I mean, I mean, what are the chances of that? If they're making Pacific Rim, too, they might be starting a new suicide <laughs> squad. <laughs> they should use this guy, this guy from our caller's neighborhood. Yeah. Maybe, get, maybe it was Idris Elba. Could have been Idris Elba. Would you have called? He's good in everything. If mm-hmm. somebody was annoying you? Oh boy! I don't know. I I I would have been afraid to go through the mail. This guy is way snoopier than I would have been, you know. But a, he didn't open the mail. I wouldn't have even looked at the mail. But you might have seen the name on the mail. I wouldn't touch someone's mail. But I have the respect, mail got. Missed, I have respect for the mail. The mail was misdelivered to him. Well, I would to have the caller. Closed my eyes and groped around for the <laughs> other person's apartment so I don't <laughs> violate federal law. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I'm not about to be thrown into what some sort of suicide because squad. Because we admit that we would look at the name on the envelope, a van pulls up and hauls us off, me and Jesse. Well, and then they're you like, would... we're going to leave Jordan alone because he <laughs> yeah. respects publicly the law. admitted. Yeah, the, my, I have a neighbor mm-hmm. who uh, once called and threatened me over the phone by saying that she was a lioness and that I shouldn't cross her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and. How did she get your number? She was our neighbor, so we had we had exchanged numbers. Sure, like you do. Yeah, Taking a Taro style, their dog. Frankly, yeah. Um, Planning dinners. She was upset about the location of the fence between our respective properties. All right. Classic neighbor argument. It was it was the most classic neighbor argument in existence, and um, she was uh, she was she was brutally mean to me. Mm-hmm. 
not a physical threat, a 65-year-old woman. Uh, but I don't know, pretty high-level Scientologist. She might have mind powers. Mm-hmm. So my, I think if I found out that she was on the run from the law, I would turn her in. Okay. I mean, for one thing, you have a civic duty because uh, this person has uh, conducted a series of prominent bank thefts. Mm-hmm. I love my neighbors. I will not turn them in. Really? I think I've made that you'll clear. Keep, you'll, you'll keep their secret their, their babies, to the their grave. Dogs. This is how we ended up with Whitey Bulger in Santa Monica. Mm. <laughs> Somebody his was nice annoyed. neighbors keeping things under wraps. He was walking around his house singing Dean Martin songs <laughs> or whatever. I know yeah. people that have been threatened by Whitey. Really? Personally? Mm-hmm. In Santa Monica or? No, that moved to the mountains in Colorado. To, to get away, get from, away from, Whitey from Whitey Bulger in Boston, and now now they're um, not scared. Or yeah, they in can, hiding anymore. Sure. They don't yeah. even wear clothes anymore. Yeah, that's how free they are. Right? Do they go see the movie about him? I don't know. I haven't followed up. Hmm. I, I think around the last time I talked to them was them when, retreating to the mountains. <laughs> no, when I was like, "Why do you live out here?" Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're having some Whitey Bulger issues. Yeah. yeah. Well, I shouldn't have gotten mixed up in that stuff. Yeah. I know – I can't speak for you, Tig, but I know that Jordan and myself would never get mixed up in stuff like that. No, I don't even read anybody's mail. I, I don't touch – I wouldn't touch another man's mail. Well, the guy I know living in the mountains, um, he witnessed something. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. That Whitey had done. Unwittingly. Yeah. There's a lot of intrigue in, the, in this week's episode. Yeah. This is thrilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a really deadly game of cat and mouse. Sure. I did not – that I was not expecting – Bring in uh, Ashley Judd. Let's get <laughs> Ashley Judd in here. She's good in everything. She is. She's good in everything. Great uh, bold hairstyle. I met her in D.C. How'd really? That go? It went fine. Yeah. Uh, good. Stephanie loves her. Were you both like visiting your congressperson? Or? <laughs> I have a I have a comedy festival out there. Oh, of Fence course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, Ashley Judd's been doing a lot of stand-up. Gosh, that's not where I met her. She didn't do my festival. I'm so used to being in D.C. for the Benson Ball. I was out there for the Women's March. Ah. And I was performing, and she was speaking. That's a good place to see Judd. Yeah. So um, we got a picture with her because Stephanie does really love her mm-hmm. so much. And, uh, what are the circumstances? Of, I mean – I again like I have nothing but respect for Ashley Judd, uh, who's a fine actress, a beautiful woman, uh, comes from a, a, a great line. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, how, what are the circumstances in which somebody really comes to love Ashley Judd? Well, I think it was the movie. Uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. It's. Something with like Morgan a, Freeman. A wedding movie of some sort. A wedding movie? Mm. Uh, it's a southern... My Big Fat Greek Wedding. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, Judd's Dread. Well, Stephanie wanted um, <laughs> Ashley Judd to play my mother in flashbacks on One Mississippi. Oh. And she was basing this on a performance that Ashley Judd did in some movie. I like the actress who plays your mom in flashbacks. She's very good. Oh, you've seen? I have. She's phenomenal. She's terrific. Yeah. And like, she's no Judd. 
Uh, she I is... think she's Judd and then some. I yeah. think she's Judd plus. She's so good. Yeah. I mean, she's no Ashley. Like... She's no Winona. I love the guy who plays your brother, too. He's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no word of liking my stepfather. That's the he's also the good. immediate go to. Oh yeah, people. they're just obsessed with him. I also I think he's also very good. But mm-hmm. I my my two ah can you believe? And I don't recognize either of them. Was uh, the was your flashback mom and your brother? I thought they were. You know, and you're great. You know who I think is great? Tig Notaro. I'm yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I said get out of the way. Let's see what that brother's up to. <laughs> I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he's great. But uh, part of what I wanted to do with the show was to not have recognizable, obviously recognizable sure. people. Yeah. I mean, Casey Wilson was on it. And, of course, John Rothman, who plays my stepfather, mm-hmm. is in a lot of Meryl Streep's films. And people have been around, but I didn't want to just litter it with just famous people. I like that about it. I feel like those – yeah, there's like types of shows you feel like – you know, like oh, there's those people who are great who I who I have seen in ten other things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like that a lot about the show. Yeah, well, thank uh, you. I would have loved to see like an Eric Estrada, <laughs> season three. Just uh, get him in there. Just a little well, Eric Estrada. The character that plays my mother. There was a million um, suggestions for her, and um, people wanting really famous people to play that part. Mm-hmm. And um, Olympia Dukakis. No, but um, but yeah, it was just such a, a part that I couldn't just hire somebody just because they were famous or right, and um, and nobody was right forever and ever and ever. And then I said, "Can I just go down to casting and look through all of the hmm. people that you didn't send to me?" Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right, because the casting people kind of narrow it down mm-hmm. and they send you their faves. Well, and producers and network and studio were sending famous people right. my way. The one person I wanted that was famous was um, um, <laughs> my brain is completely hmm. uh, Don like, Don Johnson uh, from. Uh, Give us a ball. Is there a ballpark? Is Cheech, there a genre that she is Cheech Marin. For? This is fun. Uh, she's in Nash Urban Bridges Cowboy. from Nash Bridges. Oh boy, <laughs> John Travolta. She's been in so many other yeah. movies. I can't believe I'm blanking. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so she was not available because she was doing Ashton Kutcher's new Netflix show, oh, The sure. Ranch. Yeah, who's that? Uh, I don't know. Sam Deb, Elliott. Deb, Deb, Debbie. Listen, I've picked a streaming Deborah service and I'm sticking Winger. with Deborah it. Winger. Oh, okay. Deborah, Deborah Winger. Winger. That's what I wanted for my mother. She was not available, but she wrote me a nice email and oh, that that's was a nice. highlight. But I went down to casting and looked through all the video. I didn't even have to press play. I just looked at the different videos paused yeah. where they start. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her, I was like, who is this? And press play. And I was like, that's my mother. Hmm. That's exactly my mother. So it was pretty exciting to find her. She's great. It's a, yeah, it's a really like particular part. It's not just like suburban mom. Like it's really specific. And mm-hmm. she does a great job with it. I, uh, we didn't do flashback second season, but the one thing we didn't quite convey about my mother was how funny she was. Mm-hmm. But this uh, actress does convey the power and strength of my mother, which was impressive. And I always felt like I was on set with my mother. Hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, she's doing a great job playing my mother. That sounds more disconcerting than enjoyable. It was 
actually really enjoyable. It was comforting because there were even moments. Uh, my mother was, had already died when I was when I had cancer, and there's this moment um, in the f- first season when my mother comes to my uh, hospital bed and is caring for me ish it's kind of a weird scene but when we shot that scene i was overcome with emotion because i didn't have my mother my mother died just before i was diagnosed like genuinely overcome with emotion on genuinely. the set as though you had met a neighborhood dog or baby <laughs> exactly as though a neighborhood dog with a top hat had <laughs> walked up to my hospital bed and said i love you and ran her yeah. Ran through my hair. Well, ran her paw through my hair. <laughs> so, if you happen to meet a dog with a top hat, give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. Oh, the phones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. I want to hear. We had two dudes this week. I want to hear some lady calls. Sure, ladies, where are you? Two zero six nine eight four four fun. Put it in your phone. We want to hear your voices. Yeah, your voices are welcome here. Men presume their voices are welcome. In American culture, yeah. we want to make it clear this is a space where your voices are welcome. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. My voice naturally makes that sound insincere, <laughs> but <laughs> it was sincere. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I love it. Good stuff every time. Uh, Well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called The Flop House. And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and, I don't know, hang out. It's all about hanging out, feeling you're, like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things, author of the upcoming children's book. All right, that's dog. enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together, we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. (laughs) Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And... I was two butts, 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 butts. No. Maybe you change your mind for too many times. Over and over again. Over and over again. La, 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 la,
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tig Notaro. Good, good pronunciation. Thank you. Good pronunciation. The tip of the tongue, good. the teeth and the lips. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather. What, such good what to do here. to die today. Such good diction. Such good diction. Okay, this I'm Tempest I'm just, a little bit. This is creepy in my earphones. Tempest <laughs> flux. Yeah, temp- Tempest. Tempest flux. Tempest flux. I'm looking forward to the Tempest flux fan art. By the way, mm, sure. I feel like Adventure Zone gets all the fucking fan art. Where's our Tempest flux fan art? Yeah, I'll, I'll draw it. Draw the flux. Thank you, Tig. You're really, it's really you're really busy, and no, we no, appreciate no. you no, taking no, no. time. I plenty, okay. plenty free time. Oh, okay, with uh, twins and sure. Other things. Your own so, television so program, your stand-up and, career, tending to your marriage. Sure. Uh, family, of course, even like extended family and so on. Petting Pet, dogs and dogs. waving to neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, travel time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Podcasts. Both locally and uh, uh, flights. Yeah, regionally. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> locally, regionally, statewide, nationwide, sometimes internationally. Correct. Uh, going back and forth to our nation's capital, of course. But still here. Yeah. To do fan art. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And shows that I appear on. The most important work, some mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Well, we're grateful to have you here uh, sketching, mm-hmm. uh, bringing us your fond reminiscences from the set of your hit show, One Mississippi, on Amazon Prime. Yes. What do they call that? Amazon Video? Amazon Prime Video? I think it's Amazon Prime. Yeah. Is it just Amazon, Amazon Prime Amazon Video, now? free for Prime subscribers. Oh, Amazon yeah. Video, free for Prime subscribers? Yeah, Which you paid for. Which yeah. means it wasn't free. Sure. Yeah. I pay for Prime. They don't give me. Really? Yeah. You're a, you're one of the stars of Prime. I am. But you still you still fork over the 80 bucks a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like a real turkey for missing that Whit Stillman show that they had on Prime for a minute and then they took it down from Prime. I missed it. I love Whit Stillman. Just yanking stuff off Prime, huh? They might yank mine right off Prime. I don't. That would be fools to yank it off the Prime. They fools. Might. We don't it's know a if there's a season show. three. I want, you know what I watch? Speaking of Prime, mm-hmm. of course, what what Prime shows we love? Well, of course, we love One Mississippi. Sure. Starring and created by the great Tig Notaro. Uh, which is, Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro. Tig. Uh, but we have a Jordan Jesse Go listener uh, who created, works on, created, I think, mm-hmm. uh, the Amazon Prime children's show Danger and Eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, and I was. Uh, I think there are. I think there are. I think that the staff of that show has several Jordan Jesse Go fans on it. There you go. Uh, and yeah, it's a great show. I've. Uh, I listen. I don't have kids, but I like to check out the tunes every now and then. You yeah. have a cat. I have a cat. Yeah. She needs entertainment, and sure. I don't like her to see a lot of violence. Right. Um, it's just all over the place these days. You know. Yeah. Very irreverent. I enjoyed it very much. I watch it with my children. Absolutely. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. If you got some kids, throw yeah, that I on. Do. Huh? I do. I mean, you do. Did you let your kids watch TV young? At, at 14 months? <laughs> Do they even, are they even capable of watching television at that age? Yeah. No, they read. 
No, my I mean my my boys are obsessed with books yeah. to the point where I'm truly trying to figure out ways to get them to stop reading because <laughs> they are put they they're going to be poindexters. They just constantly putting books in my lap and, mm. and it's like we already went over this. This is a banana. It's a monkey. It's sure. a squirrel. Like everyone a, like a dog bringing you a tennis ball. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, I we. With our first child, mm-hmm. Grace, we made it all the way to two. Mm-hmm. Um, and but with Oscar, who is two and a half years younger than Grace, you know, there's no way free for all. There, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no way to segregate them mm-hmm. such that one watches it and the other one doesn't. And there are some times when you need your four year old to watch television. Yeah, you need to narcotize your child yeah. <laughs> essentially. And so, yeah. So I think I think we only made it to a year and a half or so with the with Oscar, and you know, Oscar hates books and learning now. So there you go. Hmm. <laughs> it definitely poisoned his mind. All he really TV. cares about is yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Just we just poisoned his little. Because we'll let our sons watch a little bit here and there. He's sweet as an oatmeal cookie. Don't get me wrong. He's a sweet <clears throat> oh, I kid. I don't doubt that. Yeah, just uh, his mind's been poisoned. Mm. No, no sense of inquisitiveness. We wish they enjoyed the TV more than they do. Mm. They will. Well, I mean, it's the golden the age of TV. There's so much on the books. The books. How do they wow. do? They like do they like prestige dramas? Mm-hmm. Pretty much just one Mississippi. Right. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's all they're watching. Yeah. That's it's, a it's sort of kids. a this sort of a comic drama. Oh yeah, yeah. Very, there's a, there's a lot of comedy in there. Yeah, a lot of comedy, a lot of um, a lot of cartoons and. Right. Yeah. Nonstop silliness. Sure. Well, you got stop, to <laughs> stop motion elements. Sure. I mean, I, I thought the stop motion was some of the most compelling stuff because you could it really feels handmade. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could see the, see the see the artist's fingerprints on it. Yeah. Sure. And as some people say your show's over art directed. You know, mm-hmm. the way you center everything in frame and the, That's all the, anyone the says. curtains, mm-hmm. the curtains mm-hmm. always open at the beginning of each act and all that stuff. But I I find that stuff charming. I mean, call me crazy, but I've always found it charming. Thank you. Corduroy suits. Everyone's wearing a corduroy suit. Thank you. Matching luggage sets. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And I really get a kick out of it. And I'm looking forward to your new animated dog project. I can't wait. The animated top hat dog. Dignitaro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on Jordan, Jesse Go. Thanks for having me. It's always nice to see you. Uh, Tignataro, uh, if you haven't watched One Mississippi yet, get on that Amazon Prime. You know you got it. You got it so you could uh, get free shipping on your batteries. Mm-hmm. And if you're in D.C., go to the Benson Ball. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah what do you got coming up at the Benson Ball? Oh, my gosh. Al Franken's going to be there. Hey. Oh, wow. Cheryl Hines, uh, How Did This Get Made will be there. Oh, HDTGM. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great show. Uh, a lot of... A would, lot you, of... would you say the highlight of... Would you say the highlight of the Benson Ball all time, the many years that you've been doing it, uh, was the time that I asked Ian Mackay of Fugazi... Uh, how he felt about Todd Barry's joke about Ian Mackay of Fugazi while Todd Barry was in the room, but then it turned out that Todd Barry had left to go to the bathroom. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. That is that is the highlight. It's he, all anybody talks about. <laughs> you were there the first year. Yeah. Ian Mackay knows about uh, the joke and mm-hmm. uh, thinks it's hilarious. Ian yeah. Mackay is a class act. Mm-hmm. You should get him to try stand up. He's maybe the most serious man in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comedians are. That's a good point. Yeah. They're not all frivolous like you. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not just a bunch of dogs in top hats. <laughs> Nick Liao on the boards for us this week, our producer at home with his puppy. Brian, Brian sent us an email. Sorry, guys, I have to take care of my puppy. Fine. That's it's an fine. adorable excuse. It's a really it's an cute. adorable excuse. It's a cute it's a, puppy. It's a cute cop out. It's a cute. I mean, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm, There's sure. no doubt about that. You fucking get your act together, Brian. Mm-hmm. We'll wait six months for you to come home from England. All these, oh, oh, I got a new puppy. I got to take care of this puppy instead of yeah. paying attention to my real children, Jesse and Jordan of the hit podcast, Jordan, Jesse, Go. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. Nick Lialdo on the boards this week. Don't remember the name of Brian's puppy right now, but it is a hell of a puppy. Mm-hmm. It's a real cute puppy. Our friend Renee Colvert's dog is named Tugboat. Sure. Met that dog today. Check that dog That's out on name. Instagram. Oh, God, That's a good dude. name. It's a really good name. It's a, it's a great home. This dog is a doozy. Yeah. This dog is a wonder. What a, what a joy, this dog. And I'm not putting down your cat. I feel like you were. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was a direct attack on my precious kitten. No, I mean, I'd love to see this dog attack your kitten, but um, I'm not, I would never do anything like that. This really took a turn. Personally. Tignataro, thank you for joining us this week on Jordan Jesse Go. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next time. I love you too. On Jordan Jesse Go. (laughs) (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.